Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. We've got with us today. Uh, we got with us today a little bit of a treat for you. I say that every time. It's because every time we have guests on, it is a little bit of a treat for two reasons. One, you don't have to listen to me run my mouth the whole time. And that should bring a smile to your face. Uh, the second reason why that's a big deal is because the person who's going to be running their mouth on the other side of the camera has got something really relevant to tell you. Uh, I'm excited. Listen, culture stick. Uh, if you're near Austin, Texas, and if you're not, get near a computer and get in touch with culture stick. We got Sean Allen with us. Sean Thank Allen. You. Uh, Thank you, sir. United States, uh, United States Air Force. Uh, a number of different businesses. I don't even want to get into all of his background. He can do that for you. But Sean, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? Hey, man. Thank you for having me. It was good uh, chatting with you before we got on, too. Yeah, for sure. Doing good. Doing good. I love it. I love it. So are you, uh, you hail from, uh, you hail from Texas. Uh, well, um, we call Texas home. So you know how the old saying is, we, you know, we're from Louisiana. My parents are, but I was a military brat. My dad was, he's retired, uh, He's retired uh, one star okay. and uh, you know, that's a whole nother dynamic there because I grew up during a time where, you know, a lot of the generations know who general Powell was and Schwarzkopf and those kind of figures. And I was around them, but uh, so we're from Louisiana, uh, have roots in Louisiana, but me, my mom, my dad and myself, I, I, we live here in Austin. My sister lives in Delaware, but, I think she'd like to come here to Austin. She just built her her tribe up there. So, well, speaking from somebody who lives in Austin, also, I think that that one of my buddies has a screen printing business that has Austin, Texas, Austin city limits, population full. So yeah, yeah, stay away. What a distance. Yeah, keep them out. <laughs> keep them out. Too many coming. But no, it's yeah, a good thing. Fun. It's a good. Uh, vibrant economy um, that's, that's for sure well let's, let, let's let's jump right in right where you're at I, I i like i like talking to people who talk to business owners i like talking to people who um who are out there kind of hooking and jabbing fighting you know scrapping to to make some things happen one because um if you're not doing that then you're automatically uh, moving backwards nothing in nature is stagnant right you're either growing or you're dying and you're right. growing you're, you're, you're out there actively communicating with your, with your target uh, audience. You're out there, you know, building your ideal customer profile and, and essentially going after it, communicating with decision makers. But before we jump into that, I want to know how you got started in business and why didn't you, uh, why didn't you get started in business sooner? Well, um, so I'll tell you my history really quick. You know, as a kid, like most of us, I thought I was going to grow up to be either a rock star or an athlete. Sure. Um, as I got older, I thought the idea was probably more athlete, okay. you know, than anything else. But it was around then that I had the experience of having Schwarzkopf or Shali Kajbili or, uh, you know, or, or, you know, at the time, yeah, it was, it was General Powell. I think he only had one or two stars, but they were my dad's bosses, right? Wow. You know, back to some generals that I could mention that, you know, it's not like I'm trying to be pompous, but I was around these people. I didn't know. Sure. My dad was in the war college. We had Newt Gingrich in our house. I, I, I just, I didn't know that at this time, but I was that curious kid that sat on the stairs and listened. 
and was thinking, wow, that's, we're talking mission, vision, values. But I thought about it outside of the military concept of owning your own business. Right. And, and, and running a business. Now I'm probably a lot like most kids, you know, most kids, you know, in my generation, we had paper routes. I think you said you had a paper route. Didn't I was, you? I was in, no, I did not. I was in farming and I, I, and I thought you told me you had a paper route when uh, you were young. No, um, and, not. and so we mowed lawns and I did that. So, now I did that. I did a whole load of that for sure. Yeah, I mean, Oh man. I mean, we just did anything for money. Right. Um, so, and, and as military brat, you got opportunities to work these programs within, you know, the confines of the bases and posts. So, you know, I, um, I wanted to be in business probably, you know, in high school, but I didn't really know what that meant. I knew that, okay, I'm going to go to college and take business you know, business management, because it had the word business and the word management there. <laughs> that was my only concept of... Those, those are the choices right there. It's not a multiple choice type thing. Dude, it's like, okay, so it's got both of them. I'm good. To, to tie it into this podcast, knucklehead decision <laughs> was, I'm going to go into business All right, let's, management. Uh, let's stop for just a second. Okay, so for those of you who are listening, who are still evaluating what you want to study in school, uh, take this as a lesson, right? There is more to the criteria in terms of evaluating a decision other than marketing right? You've got right. business and management that consisted of his decision to move forward. Uh, apply some more logic there and maybe insert some more criteria and then move forward. So learn, take right. it from Sean. First lesson. Right. Here's the second lesson. Kn knucklehead move, you know, joined a fraternity and oh just, it was just a blur. Yeah. So business management turned into being academically suspended, <laughs> you know, suspended. <laughs> You know, and uh, oh, that's and then I went to that safety zone of work, and I went to work for Kmart. I, do they even have Kmart still? No. Um, I don't think they do. I think maybe there's some over in the East Coast, but went to work for Kmart, and uh, you know, enjoyed working. I was always really good at what I did, um, and then I went to work for an airline, and it was a little small commuter airline within uh, Louisiana. And uh, I got married really young, and then I went into the Air Force. So, but I had a different discipline than most kids. Yeah, my dad was like, you know, the great Santini. If you've ever seen that movie with Robert Duvall, okay, we got up at five thirty in the morning and ran PT with the battalion, and then we were home. We were done with the chores, and we did everything, everything. My dad, I'm not exaggerating, my dad would come in with his white glove and like inspect. Our, our stuff had to be folded six inches, just like it was in, when I went into basic training. So um, when I was in the Air Force, I said, I, you know, I need to go back to school. I went and I knew I wanted to own some kind of business. You know, I think... I two things that I want to, the, that I want to pause you on. And one is, uh, before you get into that, cause I know I asked you about why didn't you get started in business sooner? It sounds like what I'm hearing is there was a little bit of a time and service that may have actually, uh, proved to, to be the reason why you started to kind of look for a reason to go start your own business. But I, I, I think that in today's environment, today's culture, 
what you talked about with your father uh, raising you the way that he did. Uh, I, I sense a lot of anti-establishment, anti-authority. I don't want to, I don't want to follow instruction. I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to love me. So I'm, that's the reason why I'm going to go start a business is I, I want to do what I want to do versus what somebody else tells me to do. Um, I, I have to ask you without even you elaborating a whole lot, how much did you struggle with it? Did you struggle with it? And I'm talking about authority here. And how did you get over your issue with authority? Wow, you, you nailed some things pretty hard. Uh, I was against establishment, but I was, it was like I was with a, in a bipolar situation. Sure. I, was, I didn't like, I was, this sounds so cocky, I, I was typically smarter than most people okay. because, yep. be, only because of my dad and, and the environment that I grew up in and I was around intelligence, intelligence and, and structure and discipline and and um, tradition and honor and all that. So you didn't have patience. What I'm hearing when you say, when you say uh, intelligence is you were irritated when somebody else came up with an idea that wasn't at the caliber of what you were used to hearing. So it right. wasn't that you were you know, more capable or more special than anybody else. You just happened to have access to different information. Oh, but yeah, but I was frustrated. With oh yeah, this, for sure. With yeah. working at every, every place that I worked at because I, I learned really quick how to do the job. And then it was almost like, seriously, they're paying you this yeah. much money. But then my dad was also a good mentor in the sense of, you know, he, he told me to go about getting jobs a certain way that were really unique. Like go ask for a apprenticeship or go tell them you'll work for free just so you can get some experience. And back in those days, you could do that. You really can't do that nowadays. Um, so, you know, it was, it was one of those, I was frustrated with the establishment, but I needed to go learn because, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be totally transparent as I always am. You know, I, um, I actually lacked a lot of confidence and self-esteem, but Steven, I could act really cocky yep. and, and I was pretty intelligent. Yep. So I was one of those smart mouths that was right. And maybe I shouldn't just say it, right? But we call but that, I, we call that participating in the world of filters. I mean, we, yeah. And, and we, you see me poke, post stuff. Now I, I poke, I poke badgers and rattle cages. That's what I do because I, I believe the status quo is not always right. Well, I mean, it was in our NCO creed, right? I mean, whether you were Marine or whatever the case, you, you have a responsibility to nurture uh, those that you're responsible for, but then also challenge those that is it, that are in leadership. And by challenge, it doesn't mean be disrespectful. It simply just means this. It just means, um, respectfully disagreeing. There's a thing called tact. Not everybody has it. I remember I'm, being a, a 24 year old Lance Corporal and working for a sergeant who was three or four years younger than me. And I had a really, this is a knucklehead moment. And I want to throw this back to you <laughs> where I challenged, uh, I, I challenged Sergeant Newman. If you're listening, buddy, Hey, listen, I know you're not sergeant anymore. You're probably a gunny or a master, master sergeant. But the fact is, is I, I was like, you're, you're a foot smaller than me, 60 pounds less. Not that that makes you any more or less capable than me, but I wanted to challenge you. And right. I had a difficult time taking uh, ownership of what he was trying to tell me. <laughs> and it, it cost me, it cost me some liberty. I'll just put it to you that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he was polite, but the knucklehead is you, you don't screw up. You don't, you don't have to challenge authority by being disrespectful. 
you can respectfully challenge authority. So, oh yeah, and, digress. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I have a friend of mine who's uh, he's got a sports gear line, and he's changing the name of one of his lines, or he's starting a new line. And he called me and he said, "I'm naming it after you." I said, "What's the name of it?" He goes, "Respectfully rebellious." <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's, I think that's a compliment, isn't it? Actually? It was a compliment. I took it as one, you know, so. All right. So you, you I, I talked about your time in the military. I, I want to yeah. hone in on that for just a second. So, yeah. So in the military and I'll say the same thing, if uh, Keith Yeckel is listening, yep. you know, the, I was, um, I was 20 years old and I could have either went the rebellious way or I could have went the goody two shoes way, but there was no middle, middle road, but this, uh, this, I think he was a tech sergeant at the time, but he, we talk now, you know, quite a bit. He, you know, he, he has no idea. And I'm, I'm surprised I'm not tearing up and crying right now. He affected me like nobody else. He took me to the gym and got me healthy and he got me, big and he challenged me and it was like his knowledge he was just and he was just a good man he was a good man and he would call you out I mean as he could because he outranked me but he'd call me out I mean he'd come up all the time like you need to get a haircut I'm taking you up there right now and um so I went to school and then I was, you know, I left home in the college life and, you know, made so many mistakes, but I kept, I think I kept making some good things happen by, I was reading and I was, you know, always trying to connect myself with who I thought was the shit. So that guy, the, the gentleman's name, uh, Keith Yackel. Yackel. All right. So Yackel, um, he, I mean, he, he left an impact on you. So, Oh, I mean, like, I, like I no other, he was my, you know, you talk about the growth curve forming, norming and storming, right? He sure. actually, as an adult, right. That was, cause you have many growth curves within a growth curve, right? That's you talk about uh, you either growing or dying, right? right? Well, if you're growing, then you're bifurcating, meaning you're always taking the old and new and making something new happen. Right. I was a new adult and married and overseas but used to being you know traveling with a wife who was not mm. and he influenced me like no other i mean it was i i could have just went a total different direction i think and i don't think it would have been good so i think it's important to talk about how you felt when you realized uh what he was doing there so did you did you have a recognition that he was leading you at the time did you still have that kind of anti uh, establishment type uh, reaction to him or did you submit and go you know what oh, I, I actually I submitted um, there were some stubborn moments sure of course because you, 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 you want to believe you're yeah you, you want to believe that you're smarter than this old boy from Idaho mm. Mm. right um, that um, you know he didn't grow up in the lifestyle that I had I, I know about more I got more military in my pinky than you got in them stripes and those were bad moves, nope. bad, bad moves. Um, and, and, you know, 
hey, almost, and I don't mean to offend anybody on this show. Um, it's almost like the prayer of Jabez. You know, he was he was not there to harm me. He was there to grow me. He was there to widen my territory. He was there to teach me everything I needed to know about being an air cargo specialist and, and, and Hey, and being out there and inspecting y'all's loads because y'all are knuckleheads. Y'all are jarheads and y'all don't listen to instruction unless hey, it's, it's always code. easier to ask for forgiveness. Than it is. <laughs> okay. right? Always easier to ask for forgiveness. than it is. T point out in Okinawa and <laughs> man, hey, listen, listen, I'd love to hear. I, I want to hear what I want before we, the reason why we had you on this podcast is not because of, of a, uh, a, a um, it's because you, you have a way of taking uh, a lesson and condensing it and synthesizing some, some, uh, some painful experiences and surfacing up some very valuable lessons, right? You, you talked about uh, the influence of, of that tech sergeant. You also talked to me once before about uh, your time at Southwest airlines. You also talked to yeah. me about, um, some of the experiences that you had leveraging all of that in order to get new clients and, and the, the opportunities that it created for you and your family uh, from a monetary standpoint. And it's just, it's very important that people realize that embedded in each one of those con uh, stories is this, you act as if you have it together and then all of a sudden you realize you don't. And then when you don't, you learn and then that elevates you to the next scenario. And so I got to, I, I have to ask you about that process because some people most people won't allow themselves to go through it and so i want to know why you they, did it, how you did it i'm i'm fortunate because of what i do do for a living i go in and i teach communication i teach change i teach sales i teach fundamental things that when everything around you is going nutso which it should be in a business. You should ha be having that kind of chaotic eustress, uh, right? Yep. Um, but you're not, you know, you're not killing it, right? Like Apple versus Sony. Sony used to be the king. Apple's the king now. Right. So, you know, people at Sony are sitting there going, you know, probably just not as good. They're, they're people just like Apple. People. So how did I get through it? I can't tell you, I mean, I can't sit here and be, um, I mean, I, I gotta be very honest. I, sometimes I don't think I did handle it very well, but I was self-aware and, you know, to go back to, I don't think I handled it very well. I think the thing that I did in my whole life is just connect myself with people who, you know, out, out of the hundred, maybe four or five of them saw something different and was like, Hey, you need some help. I can't, I can't fix you, but I can be here and be present. Oh, if you need some things done, like you need a website built and you're broke, I, I can take care of that because you've done this for me. Or you've done so much for me, you don't even have to ask, right? So I, I can't really say, and I don't know if that was the answer you were expecting. The other times that I came out of it were knowing that I was in this, the belly, and I needed to, you know, and at 52 years old, I will say, 
the best advice I could give any business owner or, or just anybody in life is always go back to your basics. Opening doors, pulling out chairs, those are basics. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, those are basics. You know, the F-bomb being drop, dropped all the time and in podcasts and shows and then trying to excuse it for, because, it, you know, the generation accepts it, that's, that's not a fundamental. You know, the fundamental of blocking and tackling, whether it's in sports or in business. And so I don't know if I answered that question right, but it was always. No, you exactly did. You, what you did is you, you gave the answer. It's yeah. the basics. So how did, basics. You, how did you navigate the storm? the basics. It's interesting. I just talked to somebody a little bit earlier today and they were telling me they were Coast Guard, right? And uh, their senior chief, uh, I think it's senior chief, the senior chief told them to uh, jump over, man overboard drill. They were out in a bay and the, the Coast Guard lost them, right? For a period of about 10 hours. They literally jumped in the water about 1600 and they did not get found until like zero one the next morning, right? And so it was unbelievable hearing this story and him being such a junior grade but he was just like, you know what? I understand that these things happen. And, you know, and, and it was just kind of like he was haphazardly just going through a story. It was an amazing story to me because I'm like, how did you not lose your mind? He's I know, exactly. Terrified of sharks. And, he's I mean, like, <laughs> and I'm like, the whole thing, I'm like, how are you doing this? But he's right. He's, you know what he did is he, he, he was like, I kept my head above water. Uh, I rode the waves as the, as the water uh, did, what they, did what it did. And when I noticed there was, uh, you know, planes going overhead, I, I, I released my flares. And he talked about it like it was no big deal. And it's like, you just went back to the basics. Same answer yeah. you just gave. The basics literally will say. And, and I think this may, this may connect with people if I could say this. Yep. And going back to the basics is, is also going back to humbling down. And, you know, for those of you, and I, I speak for men too, mainly men. Hey, man crying sometimes that that releases a lot of tears of of just crap yep. that you need to release so don't think it's un you know unmanly or you know that it's just not cool to cry this stuff out to friends i don't care what people say out there i don't care what the memes say on facebook and instagram if people want to help you take their help be humble because you know what if you were in a position to help somebody and you wanted to help them and they didn't accept it, it, it actually kind of, kind of makes you mad. So, and, and you never know that that help could get you to a position where you could help many others. Absolutely. And that one person that helped you, Hey, we get help every day, yep. every day. That's the truth. Well, you just talked about two people, well, multiple people, but specifically two people that, that left a big impact on you. That was your dad and that was that tech sergeant. And they, they literally set the foundation for you to be able to. Uh, and I worked for Herb Kelleher. That was another big, <laughs> and I worked for a guy, Terry. De yeah. And, and again, I just got lucky when I was a started consulting a consulting company. Yep. I got to work around the leaders at Lockheed Martin and the leaders at Phelps Dodge and the leaders at, bell helicopter all these different industries that just yep. i was around the best leaders on our planet because if you looked at who was number one okay mcdonald so i worked with northrop grumman and we worked with you know i worked with boeing yep. name them we i mean we we are the best you know the oldest glass making company in the in the world so i was 
I, I don't want to say I was lucky. There was an element of luck, but there was a there was a drive to always go towards the best of the best. Well, you have you have preparedness, and you have uh, timing. When those things come together, you have success. Right? So you really do. That's what happens. So I'm curious. All right. So culture stick because we're going to wrap with this. So culture okay. stick. It's your consulting business. It's in Austin. Uh, you share with people uh, leadership training, sales techniques, sales training, communication strategies. How do people get in touch with you? How do people find you? How do people know where to go if they want to talk to you? Well, the easiest way right now is uh, through Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Culture Stick, and you okay. can actually uh, you know, connect with me as well on my personal page. Um, okay. My website will be up. I am actually revamping it after... I'm one of those that had a website since 1990 or whatever. And it, you know, it served as due for an update. It's due for an update. I'm due for an update and I'm uh, making some tweaks and I don't want it to go live with, you know, and have all these things not done. And can people get in touch with you? uh, Yes. It's it's S Allen, A L L E N at culture dash, a little dash mark stick S T I C K. So, uh, dot com. And we have a workshop coming up next Tuesday. Nice. Um, had, had, uh, had one about a month ago and nice. have it right there in the middle of Austin over there off 360 and 2222. Well, we call that the belly of the beast. Uh, that's what we call that. So, Austin, Texas, right in the heart of the great country of Texas. That's uh, right. We need to go get country. some barbecue, brother. Yeah, man. I like it. Hey, listen, guys, uh, we heard it right here back to the basics what does the basics do for you sean shared with you a couple stories that i think that are very valuable sean i appreciate your time i appreciate you um, sharing some of those experiences because when you're around successful individuals when you're around a high caliber of individual uh, if you're not careful you can start to associate yourself with their success not understanding that they have just been disciplined in the basics for such a long period of time uh, that it seems as if they're just leaps and bounds ahead of where you are so if you're, if that's you, if that's you, that's listening, if that's you, that's, you know, maybe that's, uh, that's struggling a little bit with somebody else who's, who's outperforming you. Just remember, if you go back to the basics and you go back to the, the basic fundamentals, two things will happen. You'll have a new appreciation for what it is that you're doing. And you'll have a new appreciation for how much other people have been able to succeed. Uh, and then all of a sudden your attitude will start to change and you'll start to get yourself some wins and you'll start to put yourself out there and regain some of that confidence back. So John told you how to get in touch with him. If you need some support, if you need some, some help, you need some business help, he's a guy to talk to and turn to here in Austin. Uh, you can always get in touch with us, Knucklehead Podcast. We are on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Uh, we are on email. You can get in touch with me. And listen, if you're out there, you're struggling with a, a couple things that you have some personal issues with, don't hesitate to reach out to us. If you're a mental, uh, if you got some mental health stuff going on, whether you're in sales, you're in business ownership, uh, you're a, a transitioning veteran, you're active duty, you're a dependent, whatever the case may be, you got some issues right now, here's where you got to draw a line in the sand and get back in touch with us. Um, we're, we're not going to solve your problem for you, but what we will do is listen because we can empathize. We've been there, done that. and We can help you uh, move away from some of those challenges. So we're excited for you out there. Remember, don't be beta about the process. A beta is a follower. Not that that's a bad thing, but you got to be able to lead yourself. So you, first of all, got to go out and get some wins, set some iterative steps, and go out and make it happen. So we appreciate you. Sean. Thank you, man. That was was the best show I've ever been on. I am not kidding. Great. Thank you very much. You bet, guys. Hey, we'll talk to you soon.